Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Good morning, Birds fans. For the final time here in 2022, you got Birds 365 with your Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Uh, J-Mac, uh, busy day for you yesterday down there at Novacare. Yeah, man. Including a curveball that uh, my partner did not see coming. No, I didn't. I got a lot of I I got a lot of spikes of the football about that, uh, you know. But I wouldn't be too sure that I'm ultimately wrong uh, as far as the game goes. Um, You know, I joked. uh, You know, I felt the Dateline should have been Langley, Virginia yesterday. That's where the CIA is. For those who don't know. Um, a lot of psyops going on, a lot of clandestine stuff going on with the Eagles. Uh, Nick Sirianni went heavy into the competitive advantage guard. Yeah, I was surprised he even went down the road of um, practicing Jalen Hurts, um, and he did it in a limited fashion. But there were some signs that uh, I wouldn't be so sure, Eagles fans, who think because he was on the practice field he's going to start on Sunday. Well, question for you. What would make you say Nick Sirianni is the head of PSYOPs? Haven't we been saying all along this was going to be an organizational decision that Jalen Hurts wasn't going to make it, Nick Sirianni wasn't going to make it, Howie Roseman wasn't going to make it, the team doctors probably at the top of that list No, by the way, they are all going to be in collaborative step to make this decision. You don't think anything changed, do you? No. Uh, the, the, the PSYOP part of it is making New Orleans think they might see 
Jalen Hurts and and that kind of nonsense. And that's Nick's purview uh, because he doesn't want people knowing who's going to start at right tackle. I mean, he flat out, you know, we're not allowed. We know he's going to start at right tackle. We can't say he's going to start at right tackle. That That's absolute stinking nonsense. But that's how deeply this team is rooted in competitive advantage. And, and they think they're going to get this huge advantage. So when it comes to the quarterback, we don't know who's going to start at quarterback. Um, it could be Jalen Hurts. And, and you just talked about if he's healthy, he's going to play. But there were signs that he was not healthy, and that's what I'm talking about. That started with the ball security drills. You know, as you go to practice, what the Eagles do, obviously you stretch and then you do some individual work with your different position groups. And Jalen was taking the first team reps in that individual work ahead of Gardner Minshew. And then you start the team drills. And we're in for a very short portion of this. And and the first thing the Eagles do is these ball security drills, where basically all the guys who handle the football uh, go through a gauntlet of coaches and staff and support staff with pads and they, and they have boxing gloves on sticks and they whack them with the pads and, and they hit them with the boxing gloves to try to obviously uh, make sure their ball security is good. Jalen didn't participate in that always leads it. He's at practice. He didn't participate. And these are, these are, you know, football pads, those little things that blockers go up against. And if he's not going through Shane Steichen and whacking him with a pad, how is he going through Cam Jordan and Demario Davis and, and, and Tyron Mathow on Sunday trying to whack that shoulder? That was the first sign. Second sign that kind of mixed in uh, Gardner Minshew with some early and I don't even want to call them first-team reps, but when they're working sort of with the running backs and and things like that, just throwing the football a little bit. And then Dallas Goddard in the locker room. Stuck to his guns, stuck to his guns, stuck to his guns. We don't know. We don't know. And then he said, you know, I think a second game will be better with Gardner. So I don't know if he slipped or, or if he meant to say it or if it was just, you know, it could have just been him ripping like we're ripping Jody and just it doesn't mean anything. But there were some signs. I wouldn't I wouldn't take it that he returned to practice. And we'll get more clear, clarity today um, from both Nick Sirianni and, and the Eagles are supposed to make a quarterback available. So they might have taken it as long as they can take it. And if that quarterback's Gardner Minshew probably going to be Gardner Minshew on Sunday. Understood. Uh, He did not uh, do a lot in practice. He did just enough to tease everyone and whet everybody's appetite and keep everybody guessing whatever competitive advantage they think they're going to have over the Saints by holding back the information for as long as they possibly can. If they want to play this game and actually think it gives them some kind of an advantage, more power to them. Um, But the way that the practice went, the possibility of my out in left field, outside the box suggestion, is still sitting out there as a possibility that Jalen Hurts could be active for the game. 
but be standing on the sidelines when the Eagles go out for their first possession with Gardner Minshew as their starting quarterback and the quarterback that you hope plays the entire game. And Jalen never comes off the sidelines. And the role that he serves is a safety net, that you only break the glass in emergency. And if you have to put him in, you put him in. But if you don't, he gets the entire week off. If he had not practiced at all, that would have been highly doubtful. If he had fully practiced and taken all the reps, well, then you know he's good enough. He's going to start. The fact that he partially participated in practice still keeps that open as a possibility. Well, it might keep it open for you, Jody. It it, it ain't open. It ain't in left field. It's out of the stadium. And by the way, on the last Show right, so, feel, so you can roll with this again, John, after you said you doubted that he was going to practice hey, yesterday. You're saying there is zero percent chance that this happens. I said, first of all, and that's it bothers not you, but I said, I don't think he's going to practice. Right. And he did practice a little bit. Um, I didn't report he wasn't going to practice. So a lot of fans get that misconstrued. However, yeah, I mean, feel free. I'm going to be here on, on, on Monday. Feel free to spike the football if that happens. Feel free. I mean, spike it a thousand times because, yeah, I mean, do it. I, I'm, I'm telling you to do it. I'm also telling you there is no chance in hell the Eagles are going to do that. If he's ready to go, he's going to play. And if he's not ready to go, he's not going to play. And there's no world where they're saying oh if we need Jalen Hurts for 10 plays 15 plays there's no world where he can play 10 15 plays but he can't play 60 um they're they're not going to do that I know Nick Sirianni he's not going to do that he's not going to do that he's not going to do that I could say it a hundred times he's not going to do it the one thing that either you you don't want to factor in, you're not factoring, or you're not accepting the possibility is he doesn't play. Let, let me let me get this part of my wacky theory out there. Best case scenario is he never sees the field. He is activated. He is in uniform. He never actually puts the helmet on, but he is there solely in case of an emergency. And Gardner Minshew starts and takes every single snap. If it's a blowout and the Eagles are up 35 to 7, Ian Book off the bench to take the last couple of snaps. And one of the 10 defensive linemen that the Eagles regularly dress on a Sunday could go down to nine just to give Ian Book a roster spot. I'd activate all three quarterbacks just in case. My my job is to protect Jalen more than anything else but I need him just in case the game is sitting there as a three-point game with 12 minutes to go and the Eagles are trailing, and I need to pull this game out and not have to worry about the last week of the season. All right, now now I'm going to say I respect your level of thinking. I respect your level of layering because I could see that scenario more than the first scenario. In other words, he ain't playing. But after going through what I went through yesterday, um, and, and by the way, when I say he ain't playing, if, if he's not starting, he's not playing. That's what I mean. So I got to make this very clear for people. Right. Um, it, 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 you know, after I went through what I went through yesterday, you know, would, would Nick go that far to, to try to fool the Saints into thinking, 
Oh, Jalen Hurts is dressed on Sunday. He might play. Eh, is he crazy enough to do that? Yeah, I could see that more than him playing and more him dressing as the emergency backup. I could see that you would have to have a third quarterback dress because right. you need a backup quarterback. Ian Book would need to dress because Ian Book would be the one coming into the game playing, even if they're losing, even if they need uh, a touchdown late in the game and Gardner gets injured, it would be Ian Book coming into the game. So what I'm saying is if he's not starting, he's not playing. That's what I'm saying. Now, is Nick, I just went through this nuttiness yesterday with, again, not only the quarterback, but uh, the right tackle, um, which, I mean, come on, right tackle? I mean, you know, I, 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 I get frustrated with that part of it from, from the Eagles' perspective. But, and then but give, even... give Sirianni credit. He's been consistent. He's done this since day one, since he took over as a coach, even a wet behind the ears. Yeah, he, he he's has, been a but... let me get that competitive advantage kind of guy, even if you roll your eyes at it. He's always done it this way since he took over. He has, but he's gotten worse. You he think has, so? but he's got, oh, there's no question he's gotten worse. And, you know, he, by the way, he does these off the record things with us on, on Fridays. And ever since, by the way, the beat reporters, Nobody's ever burned Nick Sirianni. Nobody's ever reported something that they weren't supposed to report or he said was off the record. He got burned by a television crew when they do their 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 pre-production and they have the meetings. So the TV guys get, you know, who are doing the games, they get a, a meeting with the coaches beforehand, 20, 30-minute meeting, and they're a lot more liberal. Like, they don't seem to understand off the record means off the record. Um, and he got burned once by TV people. And now he's taken it to this level that is ridiculous. And, you know, there was some, also some hanky stuff going on with Miles Sanders, you know, showing up on the injury report with a knee injury and, all of a sudden, Devin Allen's taking kickoff returns. So then my wheels are turning. What the heck is going on there? Because Boston Scott's been doing a, a great job as a kickoff returner. And then I start thinking, well, if Boston's got to play running back, maybe they want to kick, take kickoffs away from, from them, not put that on the plate, and, and maybe they're going to elevate Devin Allen to return kickoffs. I don't know. But this is kind of the stuff that's that's going on there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's not only the Eagles, but the Eagles are the Eagles are taking this to a, a ridiculous level. I, and because me... I say this, sorry, Jody, real quick, last point. The Saints are preparing for Jalen Hurts. And I said this last week. And if you're prepared for Jalen Hurts, you're prepared for Gardner Minshew. It doesn't make any sense. And by the way, Nick says all the time when we talk about Micah Parsons or players like that or anybody or significant players, we worry about ourselves. We do what we do. We do. We prepare because we think we're good enough. So do other teams. And he should know that. He should know that. Yeah, but other teams are 13 and 2. So you can. Oh, he's got more talent. 
preparation is what is necessary. And uh, if you are 13 and two, you can throw your chest out a little bit more than a team that's six and nine, even though they are still legitimately in the race for that division. They're also six and nine. Um, did the Eagles bring in anyone to practice, to work out, to look at, at the defensive back position, uh, assuming that Maddox is going to be out for more than just these next two weeks? No, the only uh, the only player they brought in this week was, um, and I can't remember his name, the which was weird. Uh, the Cowboys, Blake Cowboys, Jarwin. Blake, Blake Jarwin, yeah. Sure. Uh, old Cowboys tight end who's been injured, which is weird. They don't need a tight end no. in theory. Um, you know, well, at least, you know, Jack Stoll has uh, played pretty well on Dallas. Yeah, I don't want to overstate it, but he did a solid job. And Grant Calcaterras did a solid job and limited work. So I think that's probably more about offseason and more about, hey, maybe after the season ends, maybe we'll bring in this guy. He can play a little bit if he's healthy. Uh, maybe it's about that. But, uh, no, that's the only tryout player they had this week. They have guys. Remember, they have guys on the practice squad. Um, they can elevate uh, if they want to. Now, they only have one elevation because they have to elevate Brett Kern. He's not on the roster. And even though they didn't need, <laughs> you need a punter, even though they didn't need a punter uh, last week, you can't count on that uh, each and every week. So, uh they have to elevate Brett Kern, so they only have one other elevation to work with. And who do you think would be that guy as of right now? Well, I just he, mentioned Devin Allen. I'm, I'm that you know. You don't think people, it would be a DB? They play a DB short. No, I, I don't think it, it'll be a DB because, um, yeah, it could be Goodrich, um, Mario Goodrich. Um, they elevated him once before. I think they're, you know, they're, they think more of Josiah Scott than the fans. Okay, so let me let me theorize here and and see what you do as far as moving guys around. Josiah Scott goes down with a toe in the first quarter of the game. C.J. Gardner Johnson didn't practice yesterday. No sight of him. Highly unlikely he's going to be able to fill in and and even play on Sunday. Job gets spots in the slot. Well, um, I would I would think Zach would be before uh, Zach Zach, Zach in the slot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's his natural position anyway. I think he's a better slot player than he is a uh, uh, an outside corner. I you don't want to be in that position. I mean, obviously, right. the, uh, the, the, I, the farther the farther you go down um, the depth chart, the bigger issues you're going to have. But the point is, they do have bodies, and anytime you're down, you mentioned. So in this scenario, you're you're down Maddox, you're down Scott, you're already down CJ, you know that. You're pretty down on the depth chart. I mean, you're not going to have a great solution. And you, by the way, Jody, you're not going to find a great solution in week 17, bringing them in, you know, off the street. Uh, so you're going to go with your guys. And, and Zach McPherson would be the next man up. Um, as you mentioned, Josh Job, they could bring up, Goodrich, because he's got more of a slot, uh, you know, presence. Uh, that's probably his best position as well. Um, so, I mean, they're going to go with their guys. Yeah. I, there's yeah, no. I know that Craven LeBlanc's name got 
bandied about a little bit this week. I <laughs> love Craybon. By the way, I that's one I, I never understood. There's certain players, and very nice guy, I mean, Craybon LeBlanc. I, there are certain players like the fan base latch on to. And like, if you look at Craybon's career after he left here, you know, it's just a revolving door of, yeah, I mean, he, he, anybody who's in the NFL, I have tremendous respect for. So I think all these guys get too much. But if you think Corbin LeBlanc can play the Eagles slot position better than Josiah Scott, I mean, I, I can't help you. I can't help you. I, I don't disagree. He has not been on a roster since November of 2020. So we're talking about over two years. There's a reason why he wasn't uh, snapped up by other teams. He's not as good as some people make him out to be. I agree with you. I'm just throwing him out there as a name that has been mentioned. I'm not uh, chiding you. Oh, no, I saw it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm just. There are certain guys, and like the same went the other way. There are certain guys the fan base can't stand, and it generally comes into – you know, guys who were maybe limited. Uh, Bob Groats, I'm, I'm taking my, uh, we're going to have him, hopefully. I forgot to text Bob last night, so hopefully he gets up. But, uh, um, you know, I'm trying to be nicer in the new year, my new year's resolution. So I'm going to say any player, you know, certain players are limited, obviously, in their skill set and things they can do. The more those limited players play, the more they get exposed. And and that's when the fan base kind of turns on the best recent kit scenario. Example of that is probably Nate Gary who played a lot and was limited. Uh, and, you know, they, he played because they needed him to play and probably shouldn't have been playing. And the fan base just despised him. Um, and, and then there's guys who are kind of hidden but maybe make a play here and there. Corban, when he came in, remember that was a bad situation. The Eagles were down three, four, and that was New Orleans, by the way. They went in there. They didn't have a starting cornerback with Chandon Sullivan, I think, and Corban, who was an undrafted rookie at the time, and they just got destroyed. Um, yeah, but there are certain, and Corban's one of those guys they have latched onto and made out to be like he's this great player. It's weird. Maybe it's the nickname Strap. Strap like is about his... the nickname is part of it. Yeah, yeah that's they, part of they it. Like his that's... nickname. Anybody called Strap is a Philadelphia Eagle, as far as we're concerned. So I get what you're uh, trying to say there, Johnny Mac. All right, we're gonna take a quickie timeout. We're gonna get our first guest up. Uh, John's got to run for hour number two, so Tone's gonna be jumping in for me. And in hour number two, we're gonna get our very own uh, Mikey Miss from the. Eagles post game show here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel to jump in with us. But first things first, Mr. Positivity himself, Bob Groats, is going to join us next here on Birds 365. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Football Friday here on Birds 365, week 17 in the NFL. And Eagles haven't locked up uh, anything other than a playoff spot. How will Sunday play out? Where do we sit? We head to uh, Delco to talk to our buddy from the Delco Times, Bob Groats. It looks like you got a haircut there, Bob. You're looking good, pal. Yeah, hey, it won't be long. I'll be the third back. Uh, there we ca- go. You're catching up to us, huh? Neither yeah, it won't be, it hey, won't you, be long. You still got a hell of a yeah. lot more than hey, either of us do. Yeah, but you know, to get ahead of, of the show a little bit, they're, they're gonna clinch this weekend, no doubt in my mind. Uh, and who is gonna lead them to that clinching, Bob? Uh, who is gonna, gonna start be, at quarterback? Uh, it's gonna be Jalen Hurts. Wow, all right, you think Hurts yeah. gonna play, huh? There yeah, I that whole that whole scene yesterday, I, I can uh, I can appreciate. You know them. Uh, the Eagles kind of trotting Hurts out there to throw, but I don't. I've been thinking about that. I don't think they would even have put him out there unless he was going to play. So if there's no setback, and I don't, I can't envision any any type of setback. I think he's going to go out there and play. Uh, they're gonna. They're they are. You know, they're going full board when it comes to competitive advantage. Here's here's yeah, how I think, which is makes it strange. You're right. 
the concern to me is he didn't participate in the ball security drill. But if you want to right. take it another step, you know, they could be trying to fool the media to say he didn't take part in the ball security drill for, for the Saints. And then he shows up and he plays for the Saints. So there's a number of levels you can go. But, you know, should they panic? This is not a good football team, the Saints. Um, clearly, you're teetering on on his availability. Um, is there too much panic worrying about the Saints? Shouldn't they be able to beat the Saints with Gardner Menship? Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely should. But if they come out and, uh, and get off to a slow start, if something happens, um, the Saints don't have a lot of takeaways, but they have a pretty good special teams. And this could be the game where that second is a hell, really baby. Fake punt, fake punt week. Yeah. They, well, but they have a good return game. They have a they have a lot of playmakers in that secondary. Now they, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't translated. But if something like that happens, you know, if uh, if they get hot, hey, you know that could be problems for the Eagles. And uh, and they are, they can also run the ball with Camara. And, um, now, wait, whoa, 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 time out, Philadelphia. Which is it? You started by saying, oh, Eagles are in. Don't worry, they've already clinched it. Now you're running down all the potential problems they could now, run into. Which well, one yeah. are you leaning toward, Mr. Groves? Well, all right, here's the way I'm putting it. The Saints have to play a perfect game, and the Eagles have to come out and start slow. So, And I don't see that happening. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, do they – I mean, is there – do they have a puncher's chance? Yeah, definitely. So, um, and, uh, you know, the Eagles have played pretty well in the games after they've lost, not just this year, but last year. They've come out pretty well. So um, they, they got that going. But, uh, you know, the quarterback thing, you just don't, you know, there's there's some variables here that could make it interesting. But I, I, I still don't see it being a problem. By the way, Kamara, I don't think Kamara's practice this week. So I don't, no, I he, don't but know. It, if he's but they expect him there for the game. It was personal reasons, you know. So who knows what's happening? And yeah, that, I think I think Kamara's going to play, but I got bust yeah. job. Bob's a guy like him, game. how could that not help him having a few days off to, to rest his legs? Well, that's so. a good point. Good point. This year, after the only Eagle loss was the Indianapolis game where they trailed in the fourth quarter against a mediocre team. So I'm not sure I'm buying into you. They got this bounce back ability after losses. They only had one and they, yeah. well, by the way, the Jody, by the hair on their chinny chin chin. But that second half, Jody, they, they played really well in that second half, especially well, the Jalen did. Jalen just turned defense it around. Played well. Defense played yeah. well. Jody, I want you to throw your theory at Bob. Cause I want to hear his, uh, his, yeah, his I don't, I, I love Groats, but I don't know if he'll. You know, I told you they were going to start nine and zero this year, right, Jody? No, 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 no. That's not. We're, we're talking about something else. I, if you haven't been watching the show, I, I threw this out on WIP two days ago and have been getting responses ever since. By the way, bunch of Eagle fans thought it was pure genius yesterday. Oh well, yeah, I know that, Jody. Eagle that's fans. not a feather in your cap, but throw uh, it at Groats. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we, we, the only thing that matters is what happens on Sunday. Um, I've suggested, and yesterday's partial participation by Jalen actually bolsters my argument a little. I think that Jalen Hurts will be active. I'm saying this is a possibility. He could potentially be active on Sunday, but not start. The Gardner Minshew starts. 
that the Eagles activate all three quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts' sole purpose is, in case of emergency, break the glass. If Gardner Minshew goes down on the sixth play of the game, if the Eagles are losing 17-10 to 10 with 12 minutes left to go, then Jalen Hurts goes in for whatever limited amount of time they need him to, knowing full well they're putting him at risk. But it's a risk-reward thing, and it's worth it because you desperately need the game. He is the backup or third-string quarterback. You can even activate Ian Book. So just in case you're up 34-7, to and, and that's when Gardner gets hurt, you go, Ian, go in and hurt, hand the ball off because we're not putting Jalen into a 34-7 to game. Is there any chance he is active Sunday but never sees the field because they want to stay in protection mode? I, I think if he's active, he starts. I, I don't. I don't see him coming off the bench for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Jody. I, I I hear what I appreciate what you're saying, well, but, but Gar- yeah. didn't Gardner Minshew start last week? <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, he got did. a very good chance to start this week. And both you guys are laughing at Gardner, really? Now yeah, I'm not yeah. laughing at Gardner. I'm laughing at the thought that the Eagles wouldn't start. Uh, would dress Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, and not start him. What I'm um, laughing at is the PA announcer saying, now replacing Gardner Minshew, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I don't yeah. think you you'll don't, ever hear that. You don't think the stadium would go nuts? It would, they but would. I don't think you'll ever hear it. Yeah. The Eagles. They, you know, they'd go nuts, too, if, if the PA announcer said, fire, fire. Yeah. The Eagles uh, show tremendous, and they should, by the way, at this point. Not always, but they're they will show tremendous deference to Jalen Hurts. They will not uh, dress him as an emergency backup. That's the part I'm I'm laughing at. Just because I know Nick, I know the organization. They're not going to do that. If he's healthy, he's going to start. If he's active, he's going to start. Um, and 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 that's what I'm surprised about. I'm surprised that. The organization is even considering it. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they're just playing games. Um, All right. So let me let me let me uh, take it a step further. I'd like a response from both of you two guys. On Saturday, Nick calls Jalen into his office and says, "Here's what we're thinking about Jalen. We can go one of two ways. We don't want to expose you for the entire game. We think there's a chance of re-injury." There is a possibility you could go down. We could lose for the playoffs. And we don't want to do that. We don't want you taking 70-some-odd snaps this week. But we're thinking about activating you. Gardner's going to play. If you never need to get in the game, that's best-case scenario in case. But if we need you to save the game for us, Jalen, we want you to be able to just jump in there. We're, We're hoping that never happens. The game plan is you never see the field on Sunday. If you can't stomach that, well, then we're just going to make you inactive and we're going to go with Gardner. Which would you rather do, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts groats first. I'm asking you to play Jalen Hurts. You... What would be your response to Nick's plan if he laid it out like that? Yeah, I, I don't. Have, I would have a problem with that. Why wouldn't you have him go out there, Jalen Hurts, and get you the big lead and then sit down? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that make more sense? He goes out there and he he scores on his first five possessions and uh, you know it's it's thirty to the seven or thirty to six or whatever, 
And then in the second half, you, you send them out for the first series, and then after that, Gardner Minshew takes over. I mean, that would be more realistic, seem more realistic to me, that he doesn't play a full game. But uh, I don't – yeah. I, but, you know, bringing them, bringing them in, rallying them, you know, take, bringing them in out of the bullpen – no, that would be that. That I, 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 I think John's right. Down. I don't think that's the way you, they you would. gave us. You gave us a, a a good analysis there, but you didn't come close to answering my question. You're Jalen Hurts. <laughs> the coach proposes this to you and says, "Jalen, which would you prefer, being our superhero potential save the day guy, or being our inactive quarterback who stands on the sidelines in civvies? Those are the two choices. Which one do you want, quarterback? I take the business decision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, be deactivate me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I think, uh, you know, when that type of scenario, and by the way, I don't think, let me just state, I don't think Nick Sirianni in a million years would yeah, do that. He, he would but never, he wouldn't, if never he did, if he did, I think it would be the start of the fracture of a very good relationship, number one. But yeah, Jalen, Jalen would would play. Jalen, guy would cop an attitude about that, huh? Jalen, uh, well, he's a human being. He'd say, "Why don't you start me?" He goes, yeah. "No, you, you gotta." I'm not. I, I believe Jalen would do yeah. whatever. Well, do, do you believe Jalen wanted to you. start last week in Dallas? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, yeah. then why wouldn't he have a bad attitude now if the Eagles chose not to start? Because he, because he wanted to he's play. not starting. He, he, because he's yeah. Because you're that's not asking deal. him. To, you're asking him to be the backup. Yeah, if that's a starter. Big deal. Yeah, he'll he'll go out there and play. That's a big uh, deal. Yeah, it is a big deal for players. They already um, took the MVP away from him last yeah, week by not did. letting them play against Dallas. I mean, he needed a big win over Dak and and a and a decent opponent to to get some more votes. He's got no shot at wow. that. Now. I I have much more faith in Jalen Hurts being a a uh, diehard Philadelphia Eagle do what's right by the team, understand their uh, difficult situations as the season unfolds than either of you guys. Well, I'm much more confident in Nick Sirianni that he would never put that in front of him. I mean, he's too good of a coach. He's too smart of a coach. Um, And A, you never want to put – Dallas Goddard, again, you know, thought he could play probably two weeks after he got hurt. I mean, from his perspective, uh, thought he could play. Um, you know, belt fine as a lot of these injuries, you know, but he broke a, a small bone in his shoulder and it needed to heal. And the Eagles were like, eh, you know, you can't play, you can't play, you can't play. Um, that's why I'm surprised they're going down this road with Jalen. It's, it's pretty clear cut. Either you can play or you can't play. And if he can play, he's the starting quarterback. And to Nick Sirianni's credit, he's consistently said that. He said it after the game when some knucklehead said he was, you know, I don't want to say disrespecting Gardner Minshew after a good game. And he said, Jalen's our quarterback. If he's healthy, he plays. He plays. If he's if he's cleared, he plays. It's simple. It's black and white. He's he's the quarterback. He's could have been the MVP of this league. If he's cleared by the medical people, he's the starting quarterback. That's the only question. Will he be clear to play by Sunday? That's the only question. And you say cleared by the medical people. I, I don't, I think the, or the Howie. Yeah. I think that's the decision. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I keep or, hearing all this stuff again. You know, he, he's really, how he's really active and who's up and who's or down. Howie. Or Howie. Howie. Day and that, you know, and, 
And hey, they're 13 and two. So it's working with this schedule. Howie stayed at Holiday Inn Express, so he's got expertise. I gave him a free plug. Come on. Yeah, yeah they're good for Holiday Inn. I, you know do what? you think, I asked this of Johnny Max, so I'll ask you, you too, Bob Groats. Do you think the Eagles elevate another DB this week? If Maddox is going to be out, they just for body purposes could use another DB. Um, we assume that Josiah Scott, despite having a pretty bad week last week, is going to be the guy who's stepping in for Maddox because it doesn't look like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's going to be back. Uh, they need another body defensive back, and or if somebody gets hurt here, uh, like Josiah Scott, somebody's got to step in. Uh, could be Zach Mack, could be uh, uh, Josh Job. Uh, will they add another DB? How does the yeah, depth chart yeah. go with the defensive backs with Maddox's injury? Yeah, they'll they'll have another guy out there just in case. Um, you gotta you, when you look at the except for Alavi, the Saints, they don't have it. And, and Camaro is Camaro. They're leading. He's receiver. banged up. Alave's yeah, dealing with hamstring. They don't have too many threats there. So, but um, I think yeah, they'll they'll the answer the question. Yeah, and. Uh, and the other thing is, um, they they just need to uh, they need to to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Their defense, yeah, they do. What, whatever they do. they're that's exactly yeah, they're, it. They're trying to do too much, and um, and I it was kind of it was amusing to me that when um, when uh, Jonathan Gannon was talking about that third and thirty, they got to do a better job of communicating. He's got to do a better job of communicating that to the player. There were a lot of other plays in that game. They gave up forty. 40 points. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of plays. It wasn't just that. So, so I think, uh, you know, maybe they, they, um, what dumb it down a little bit, make it a little bit easier for these guys to grasp. And, uh, but, exactly what I said. Great yeah, minds it, think alike, Bob Groats. And that you can't that expect Josiah Scott to do what Avante Maddox does. You can't expect it. It's no, silly. no. And it's that silly. pass rush is really going to come. I mean, at home with, uh, don't forget, it's going to be so loud there. You get another, what split second to get off the ball? It's going to be crazy. Andy Dalton is a statue. You know, I, I don't care if you put oh, the yeah. other guy back there. I'm going yeah. plus five in sacks. The the stat everybody wants. I'm going yeah. plus five. Uh, that, over that under is yeah. Five. And and yeah. they will we, set by the way the franchise record for sacks if they get they need one more to tie it. Right uh, to the yeah beat. that that's going to be easy. Yeah. yeah, and you'd like to if they're going to set it, you'd actually like to see them set it in sixteen games, so you don't have to talk right. about asterisk right. of seventeen. Yeah. It's games. still not the same thing because the the other Eagles team that had it in '89, I was telling John this the other day. They didn't those back then teams ran the ball a lot. They oh, didn't yeah. pass as much. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, those stats were uh, manufactured by by the Eagles getting leads and forcing the opponent to, to throw the ball a little bit more, but those were, that was a different era. So is, is this going to be the greatest pass rush Eagles pass rush of all time? Statistically. No, no Yeah. No. But yeah, that, on that, you know, who was on that, you know, who was on that 89 yeah, I team, mean, right? Reggie yeah. Clyde. And uh, anytime Jerome you Brown. talk about Reggie and yeah. Jerome Brown and, and they all had double digit sacks. Yeah. All right, uh, question for both you guys. Um, we're talking about 
Uh, you can't expect Josiah Scott to just plug and play and be Avante Maddox. Well, the same thing could be said about right tackle. Jack Driscoll, I don't care if he's the yeah. best. Last week we were talking about, ooh, Gardner Minshew, the best backup quarterback in the National Football League. Ooh, Jack Driscoll, maybe the best backup right tackle. It's a big drop-off, just like it is from Jalen Hurts at MVP level down to whoever's taking over. I don't care where he ranks against any other backup quarterbacks in the league. Lane Johnson is the best right tackle in the National Football League. So whoever you put in there, there's a massive drop-off. Do they game plan around it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just plug the guy in. The tight end more on that side. Right. More exactly. 12. Keep a back in to help on the blocking. How does uh, Steichen uh, cover just in case Jack Driscoll isn't Lane Johnson? All those things that you just mentioned. And they run the ball more, too. Uh, and when you have a typically that's what happens when you have a, a replacement there you to get in a rhythm you run the ball now now you know Jack Driscoll isn't the greatest run blocker but he's decent and you still got four of the guys in that line or they're all pro bowl level I mean every every last one of them you know and and a couple are going to be all pros so well uh, Lane won't be out there so I, I, I you know you're gonna you do miss Lane but Come on, four other guys are still there. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, that's that's impressive talent there. You know, I'm that, and uh, and that's why you know Jalen's had a great year, and I think AJ Brown is the unsung uh, MVP of the team. He, he just gave him a swagger. But for all the, you know, for all as good as they've been, that offensive line has really carried the offense. I mean, if you're being honest. I mean, it starts, you know, it starts up front, right, definitely with the Eagles. So uh, so even with four guys, I think you're okay. Uh, well, let's talk about the running game, uh, Bob, because I think that was the most noticeable aspect of Jalen Hurts' absence. The Eagles threw the football great for the most part against Dallas. Um, big numbers. He didn't like the two interceptions, but, um, you know, there's some rust with Gardner Minshew, year off, all that. Uh, Quez could have fought for the football, yada, yada, yada. But that inside zone, everybody asked, hey, just hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. Well, that's what they did against Dallas, and it wasn't too effective without the threat of Jalen Hurts being that plus one in the running game, taking the football out, uh, zone read. Wasn't as effective. 3.1 yards per carry, another fumble, and Miles got hurt, uh, hurt his knee. Now, it looks like he's going to try to play through it. Is it just as simple as hand the ball off if Jalen Hurts isn't out there? Yeah, no, that definitely, I mean, uh, Hurts definitely opened it up for Miles, and uh, and he put some doubt in that defense. Um, He kind of froze defenders including the guy including the defender who was uh mirroring him or shadowing him i mean so yeah you're gonna and even if you know if he plays this weekend it'll i i'm really i'll tell you i'm looking forward to what the game plan is being you know like what what, like uh nick and shane what what is your game plan with jalen in terms of keeping him healthy and and whole through this game, you know that that to me is a, a fascinating caveat here. Like, what what are they going to do? You know, 
And uh, because if yeah, I was them, become a pocket quarterback, do you take a, that a little uh, bit more? He he yeah. did that this year, and I, I have to think about the game. But he did that a little bit this year. He stayed in the pocket for a game, and we he had too. a lot yeah, of success. Yeah, we too. Minnesota just played that zone, and he just cut him apart. So right, he right, he can do it. Yeah. Now, now this is a much better secondary, if you ask me. Oh um, yeah, okay. yeah, with the the Saints, and and their numbers reflected in the pass defense. But um, I, you know. And, uh, truth be told, I, I'd be a little bit um, – I mean, Jalen wanted to play last week, and um, and I don't I, – I don't think the injury is as, is as severe as, um, as um, missing a game. I, I just – I don't know, but I, I just – I heard that it wasn't – it wasn't that bad, okay? And he – and, you know, look for him to be out there. I thought he was going to play last week in Dallas. So – the fact that he didn't also tells me this, that um, that there, you know, there was a little bit of a lack of confidence in this offensive staff coming up with a game plan with, with Jalen Hurts where he could be protected, you know? Wow. So, uh, so th- they might have a little bit of an ax to grind there. You know, I mean, they're all, they're all on the same page, you know, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. so-called group decisions. Time, time out, time out here. So you're saying, Someone other than the coaching staff made the decision last oh, week. Oh, yeah, definitely. wasn't playing, and they did so because they didn't have confidence in the play calling. They lacked a little, yeah, they lacked a little bit of confidence. That would exactly. also protect Jalen? Really? Exactly. You're going there? Yeah. Exactly. By the way, this is why with, I don't like running. This is why I don't like how the Eagles handle injuries because – they think they're being smart with all this clandestine nonsense, but it just creates more uncertainty. And we're going down the path of, is it Howie? Is it the medical staff? Is it the coaches? Are they trying to protect Jalen Hurts? Could, could he play against Dallas? Could he not play against Dallas? I think they hurt themselves by the way they act with this competitive advantage nonsense with these injuries. Because you have fans out there who think Jalen Hurts could have played or think Jalen Hurts can play this week. And one Bob Groats. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Bob Groats is raising his hand saying, got me into that. I'm not a fan per se, right? Remember when when Darren Sproles tore his hamstring, Bob? Yeah. And and they they told everybody for weeks, oh, he's got a little hamstring injury, little hamstring injury, little hamstring injury. And all of a sudden, two weeks became three weeks and four weeks and five weeks and six weeks and seven weeks. And there were fans out there saying Darren Sproles is not trying. Darren Sproles, who might be the hardest working guy in the weight room you've ever seen, is not working hard to get back to play. You yeah. create the, this blowback narrative when you're not being honest. I think the Eagles not being honest creates all these different avenues and all these different tentacles. Does our Stenota say Jalen Hurts can play or Jalen Hurts can he should be the only guy making that stinking decision the only guy and again I don't don't know I don't know the extent of that injury obviously but uh but I I really do believe that that is a component in here Jody I you know I I kind of um so which is another reason why I think he's going to play this week you know well, if that if not, that's the case, justify that. But Bobby, another, I, you may be right. None of us know for sure. But if it is the case, yeah. 
wow, that's a major divide between the front office and the coaching staff. Uh, I, I wouldn't You're call it a major divide. Thirteen and one, and you don't have enough confidence in the coaching staff to be able to come up with a game plan to keep your quasi-injured quarterback upright. You're right. What, what more for does me. Sirianni have to do than go thirteen <laughs> and one? You, that, that's a great column idea. Yeah, there we go. Give it, 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 take it, Bob. Give it to Jack Mac. Do what do what you need to do with that column. Because I want to read it. Go with it, boys. I, that, and, and let's be honest. I hope be you're both wrong. I hope the column goes up in flames. You might be right. But let's I be hope fair. Because that's bad if that's the case. Let's be fair. They've had some pretty good plans this year. Um, oh, they've had some great Jaylen, plans. Jaylen they had a great plan off. against Trayvon Diggs. They had yeah. a great plan. Jalen taken off against the Bears. A lot, I think a lot of that was on his own. So, um, so you know, there's only so much the coaching staff can control. But, uh, but I, I, hey, if if I'm on that coaching staff and and um, and there was a chance that my quarterback could play, and they're saying, no, we're going to sit him down, you, you guys. This is best for the organization. This is best for the Eagles. I'm thinking. So you don't give a shit about. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. You, no, don't, you, can okay. say, you, you don't do give a, a care about Nobody's me. getting yeah. in trouble here. It isn't no, like, nobody, uh, we can do overseen by the FCC. Yeah. We're okay there, Bob. All right. Yeah. But, you know, this is, um, this is going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see if he plays number one and number two, what kind of a game plan are they going to have for him? Um, I fully think he's capable of operating in the pocket and, and running oh, yeah. less and them, and them being equally effective. So, at Bob Groats, Delco Times, we're going to be looking for that. So uh, read them there. We want to see that column. Um, I think I missed that column. Yeah. yeah. That's but okay. you know what? Yeah. I, I, after the game. Yeah. Scoop it up. I'm sure that the coaches will be willing to talk about that, right? Yeah. yeah I, next, I'm sure. Since we've gotten so far Now race outside. down to talk to the coach right now, by the I'll way. I'll see you up there today, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, so far, we've gotten so far outside the, the, the box today. I want to go there one more time between Grote saying the uh, coaching staff doesn't have the confidence of the front office to be able to come up with a game plan for a quasi hurt Jalen Hurts. For me saying Jalen Hurts will be activated and be the backup quarterback. We're going to great lengths here. I should be turning my tape recorder on. That's the yeah. first two paragraphs of the column. Right <laughs> there. Yeah. For God's um, sakes. Here's, here's the other one. Is the Eagle coaching staff, and if they do, shame on them because they can't even come up with a game plan, so they shouldn't be distracted. They should be narrow-focused. But will they be watching the scoreboard that if the Giants go up 28 to nothing on the Colts, and you know the Giants are coming in next week with nothing to play for, and that game becomes it's damn winnable to begin with just because they've already played the Giants and kicked their asses up in New York. They should be able to beat them again. Now you're bringing in a less than stellar Giants squad because they're going to protect their players because they've already clinched and got nowhere to go in the playoffs. Does the score of the Giant game factor into any decisions the Eagles make second half on Sunday? No, they're, they're not going to have to worry about any of that. I... Yeah. They're going to be Jody. They're going to be so far ahead, you know. The, the oh, sta- now, now he's back to Mr. Positivity. Yeah. This one's yeah. never hey. in doubt. I'm a, hey. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm. Hey, I don't have Jody. any respect for the Saints. So this, the I'm, stadium's going to empty out in the third at the end of the third quarter Ooh, because it's I New Year's. So. I yeah. hope so. It's going to empty out. You're, you're going to have some people stagger out. Other people, you know, walk out without pick up, pick without up any uh, yeah. hair of the dog to pitch in the parking yeah. lot. It'll yeah. be. 
by yeah, mid by mid third quarter is what you're telling me. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Oh man, he, he's gonna look like a bug that the falls red on rifle his... three and oh lifetime against the Eagles. Yeah, the red Hopkins. The red Hopkins. lifetime yeah. against the Eagles. That's a Jeff Kerr stat, right? Oh, we get a Jeff uh, Kerr. Up, uh, no, uh, who did? Where did I see that? Oh, is uh, it inside the Eagles? My buddy Jeff Knox. I, I, I saw that it. one. Good for him. You know how a, when a bug falls, some of those bugs fall on their backs and they can't turn over. That's gonna that's gonna be Andy Dalton around <laughs> around the second quarter sometime. You know they're gonna have to turn him over. If I tell you it's seventeen thirteen Eagles with twelve minutes to play, you're 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 not you're not sweating that. I'm Bob. No, I, I, no, I'm not no, seeing that. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm not sweating seeing it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We shall see. Uh, Mr. Groats, it's always a pleasure. Uh, feel free to stay away from John spilling coffee on you this afternoon um, and the or incident. Sunday. I'll never live down the incident, Bob. The incident still lives. Game. John has yeah. stepped up his game. All right, you guys. I'm going to leave the studio if that's all right. All right. Thanks, You, you do that, Mr. Groats. Have a good Thank day. You. Drive Have safe. Nice Drive safe. He's clean. He cleans up nice. That's a nice new haircut he's got. Yeah, he, yeah he's catching oh, he's, up to you. He's, he's still yeah. got a big lead on you and I when it comes to uh, follicles, but uh, yeah. he, he is always entertaining whenever he jumps. That's why, you know, Jody, that's why I don't like how the Eagles handle these things. I, I got to tell you, now that they put him out there, I was just thinking what Bob was saying. Now that they put Jalen on the practice field, you're going to have people saying he could play, he could play, he didn't play, he didn't play. They're being cautious with him. They don't think about this stuff. They don't think about the back end when they do all this clandestine nonsense and there's all this back and forth. Just be honest. Be honest. Be honest with the injury from day one. Say it's a grade two um, uh, SC sprain or a grade one, which would be better. Um then you don't have these problems. Uh, but they're so concerned about creating this little sliver of competitive advantage against a bad football team, by the way, that you shouldn't even need. I don't get it. There's not much I've criticized this coaching staff about this season. I'll criticize them about this. There's no need for it. It creates unneeded problems. You know, they get advice from the PR staff and they say, if you do this, they're going to write 15 stories. If you just be honest, they'll write the story and that'll be it. But then you have all these speculative stories. That's what we're doing here. That's what we have to do. Sure. Guess what? Guess why? Why do we have to do it, Jody? Because we don't know. So we got to speculate. That's all we can do. I think it's a matter of degrees. I think that in the right setup, keeping information close to the vest, not telling people some things you already know. I actually do think there can be a competitive advantage. Uh, you said it earlier. Jack Driscoll, just, we know he's going to play. You know he's going to play. We know he's going to play. The Saints know, know he's, he's going to play. play. I, I don't know if he's going to play, Joey. All right. Which, who do you know more is going to play this week, Jack Driscoll or uh, Jalen Hurts? I'm not meet. allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that, which is part well, of the... Of course you're allowed to say it. It's Birds 365. I'm asking you your opinion, Mr. Eagle Beat Reporter. I'll, you got to say something. I'll say this because I know who's going to start at right tackle. I'll say this. Oxum's razor. So people look that up and you'll know who's going to start it right. Uh, that's one of our uh, uh, streamers here. He comments on the show. Occam's razor. Is and he's going to get it. Put, he's going to he, get he it. He can figure it out. Huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, see if it's something as 
obvious as that, whether it's on the record or off the record, yeah, you can go ahead and go on the record with that coach because everybody and his brother pretty much knows that. If you want to hold Jalen, the quarterback, and the difference between, and you say they're preparing for Jalen Hurts, so they just naturally prepare for, there's a difference. If I didn't know, if I'm the defensive coach in New Orleans, I'd rather prepare for both of them because if I prepare for Hurts and then Minshew starts, uh Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, he plays a little bit different. I, I pray for, for Minshew, and Hurt starts, oh, we're screwed because Jalen can play different. There, there is a spot where competitive advantage, I think, can work for a coach. And I don't mind Sirianni playing to it, but he takes it to outrageous levels that both you and I get annoyed by. So uh, I'm not we agree. All right, J-Mac, before you exit stage right, you need to go on the record and give us a pick on the Saints and the Eagles on Sunday. Yeah, I think the, the Eagles win the game relatively easily. I think, you know, the, the Saints offense isn't capable of keeping up with even a Gardner Minshew-led offense that the Eagles proved they can move the football already with Gardner Minshew. I don't see why that changes. The Saints defense is is pretty good. It's not certainly a bad defense. Um, but the Eagles have proven they can move the football on just about anybody. They, they just are gifted. And Lane Johnson's not going to be there, and I get that. So maybe there's a, a few more hiccups than normal. Uh, I'm thinking 2017, 27-16 game, something in that range. 27-16. So double digits they win by somewhat comfortably. Relatively easily. That makes sense to me. Johnny Mac, thank you much. Uh, you and I be back here on Monday, all right, bud? All right. Happy New Year. Last show of the oh, year. Happy New Year um, to you, McMullen. Yes, yes. And uh, January 1st, uh, Eagles. Uh, 2023 begins. And we will try not to screw it up as badly in 2023 as we did in 2022. Let's see. We're up to 437. We'll sneak in another 200 shows next year unless they fire one or both of our asses between now and then. Uh, Jay Mac. All right. <laughs> Jay Mac, happy new year, bud. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. The John McMullen half of Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. He's got to go and get some more inside information from Nick Sirianni that he's not going to talk about here on Birds 365 because <laughs> he's not allowed. Yeah. Uh, instead, we'll get Tone coming up next. He's going to jump into Johnny Mac's uh, spot. And then uh, Mikey Miss, Mike Missinelli from the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel postgame show is going to jump in with us in less than 20 minutes now. So keep it here on Birds 365. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. It is Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, a football Friday. Johnny Mac, I take his face left to go down and uh, catch some inside info from Nick Sirianni. Instead, I'm going to get the inside info and opinion from Tone to Shields, who's going to jump in and take Johnny Mac's spot for the final hour of the week. All right, to Shields, you've heard all the craziness that McMullen and Groats and I have been talking about over the last uh, hour, if not the last couple of days. You want to take a pot shot at me and say you're outside the box thinking it's just crazy and or stupid, McDonald, that Jalen Hurts could be activated but not play and just told, listen, we're giving you a clipboard. The, the, the game plan is to not have you play, but in case we desperately need you, then we're willing to take a little bit of a risk with your shoulder. Uh, give me the percentage chance that I could be on to something. Well, I don't know if I have any uh, inside information for you, but uh, I think I might have to lean with Bob Groats on this one, and that's hardly ever. <laughs> Bob well, Groats and McMullen, they both told me I was nuts. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call you nuts because you're my friend, Jody Mack. I would never call you nuts. <laughs> but um, I, think I, I think I'm more likely to lean towards Bob Groats' scenario, the fact that Jalen Hurts um, is more likely to play. And, oh, you think he's going to start? Well, 
I'm, I'm still relatively unsure. But the narrative that makes the most sense to me is having him play, getting a big lead, and then sitting and then sit him rather than allowing Garner Minshew to go out there, play, and then if things get a little hairy, you throw him in and break the glass like you always say. So I just think the Bob Grote scenario is a bit more likely, especially based on how his coaching staff has handled their business uh, thus far. They're more likely to start a guy than sit him versus um, – versus allowing him to just sit on the bench and then all of a sudden throw him in there, you know, cold and expect him to save the day. All right. Uh, Johnny made an interesting point uh, toward the tail end of uh, Bob Groats' visit with us about the Eagles' run game because Groats said he expects Eagles to run the ball. Uh, could be very effective. Saints aren't great at stopping the run. They're certainly in the second half of the NFL in that category. But the Eagles didn't run it all that effectively last week. And you've got to remember when Jalen Hurts is playing, he's part of the running game, and that boosts the running game overall. If Gardner Minshew is starting this week, um, even if Jalen Hurts is starting, I think they'll certainly cut back on the number of designated runs the quarterback gets. If they don't, then the, uh, the play calling should certainly be called into question by the powers that uh, be above them. Um, you got faith that Miles can have a breakout game this week? Well, you know, Miles has been in the doghouse lately. He's had a slump, and I fully expect Miles Sanders to bounce back. It's, it's you see with him, it's not really a matter of talent or what he can do. It's just a matter of it's, it's a matter of what you don't want him to do, and that's to not turn the ball, turn the football over. We know he's had an issue with that in his career, and True. he's been doing well with it all season. Um, but right now in the season, he has two fumbles, um, in two key spots, and I think that's what's more alarming than anything. Um, it'd be different if things this happened in the first quarter, and then he he tightened up, but it's like he's it's like it's always in the biggest moment where you need him to step up the most, where he fumbles the ball, and I'm not sure what that is. But, again, you brought up a good point about Jalen Hurts not being there and how much it affected the running game. And I've been telling people this for a long time. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact I've been telling people this all season. I understand Miles, Miles Sanders is having a career year. He's, uh, he, he's eclipsed over 1,000 yards. He has double-digit touchdowns for the first time in his career. He's having an amazing season, right? But let's not – pretend like this offensive line isn't making his job 80% easier. You know, um, this offensive line with, with any running back really can average at minimum four yards a carry. Miles is averaging um, five yards a carry. So the differential between that is, is one is one yard, right? So yeah, Miles Sanders, he does make you, he, he makes your running attack one yard better in terms of average. But um, Miles Sanders, you, you saw how limited he was without Jalen Hurts back there. The Jalen Hurts factor is very real. And, you know, we can't pretend like Miles Sanders isn't a beneficiary of that. You know, I don't know if Miles Sanders is a dynamic enough running back where he can be he can be the running game. Right now, he's a part of the running game, but I don't think he's solely the running game. All right. Fair enough. Um, part of that running game, as you said, is the fact that the Eagles have not not one of, for me, the best offensive line in all of football but that's when they're all healthy. And that's not going to be the case with Lane Johnson out for at a minimum the next two games. Uh, Jack Driscoll stepped in last week. Um, he's talked up a good game that he's a very good backup. That's an Eagle strength depth on their offensive line. I'm sorry. There's a drop off. You just don't take a guy like Lane Johnson out of the lineup and not think there's going to be a drop off. How big a drop. Oh, is it going to be noticeable to the regular football fan, not the all 22 breakdown game film, watch the uh, contribution of the right tackle, every single play, just the regular Eagle fan. Are they going to be able to tell that, oh, shoot, we're in trouble 
the reason this game was competitive, the reason we lost, God forbid that happens, uh, that the Saints is, yeah, we got nothing off the right side of the line, and Jack Driscoll is no uh, lame Johnson. You got any fear that that uh, transpires on Sunday? Well, I mean, it all depends who they go up against, right? Um, and I know the Saints, they have a pretty – a pretty good offensive line with Cam, with Cam Jordan and those guys, uh, Davenport. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Driscoll responds to that. Um, I think it's going to be imperative for them to put Driscoll in situations that he can thrive in. I know, I know this this isn't always about him, but he's essentially the weak link on the offense. So um, if you want to preserve that weak link, if you want to try to protect him as much as possible, it's going to be imperative for them to get him to, to get him going forward instead of starting him off going backwards. And I mean, you know, leaning on your running game earlier on you know, get his feet wet, getting him warm, and then, you know, get him going in the pass in, in, in the past pro. Because, again, Jack Driscoll, he's not a bad player at all, but he's a backup, and he's a backup for a reason. Um, He's not as dynamic mm-hmm. as Lane Johnson. You know, that's obvious. You know, anytime you lose Lane Johnson, like you said, it's going to be a huge drop-off. Anytime you lose any player of that caliber, it's going to be a huge drop-off. So um, the Eagles could be in a lot – they could be in a worse position. They could, they could be in a situation where they have no one to rely on, but Jack Driscoll has shown an ability to come in and be relatively serviceable. So, um, again, it's, it's, it's going to be important for them to put him in situations that he can thrive in. You know, one of my biggest issues, I think this happened in the Jacksonville game. I can't when Melato went down, and I think they threw Driscoll out there, I felt like at that moment they were trying too hard to pass the ball. And my mindset was, get this guy going forward. And this, that, that's not the only game that's happened. And, you know, if, if, if you want to protect these – lesser experienced linemen get them going forward and then at that point you build their confidence instead of having them go backwards and now they're backpedaling and they're dealing with a, a spectacular pass rusher in a cam jordan or a michael parsons or um a josh allen for the jacksonville jaguars you know so again it's going to be important for them to put him in positions that he can thrive in i like your line of thinking except for one thing the Eagles are a pass team. They have to pass. If they don't pass, then they're doing their chances a disservice because, and I want to take a pot shot at myself here, um, when you've got uh, A.J. Brown, he's having the kind of year you have. When you've got Dallas Goddard, who comes back, gets the ball thrown to him three times, make three plays, gains almost 50 yards. My question is not uh, what, what my question would be why didn't you throw it to him more I, I would have tried to get the ball to him more because Quez wasn't necessarily getting it done on uh, 50-50 balls in the middle of the field and Devontae Smith which is where I'll take a pot shot at myself both here on uh, Birds 365 I did three shows uh, on WIP this week he killed it last week he maybe had the best game of his NFL career. It's up there. It's up and there. And because they lost to the Cowboys, Jalen Hurts didn't play. They turned the ball over four times. All these things, the tra- Lane Johnson got hurt. All these things transpired. Third and 30 conversion. It kind of flew under the radar that Devontae Smith had this unbelievable game and is right there. The Eagles are lucky enough. They don't have... Uh, a, a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. No, they got a wide receiver one and a wide receiver one. I wouldn't even go wide receiver one and wide receiver one A. No, they got two flat out ones. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are both that good and I feel badly that we haven't given Devontae enough props because it was as wild a week as it was Cowboys the way the game played out. Oh, by the way, he was a star on Sunday against the Cowboys. Yeah, Devontae, man. I, 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 I've always had a bromance with the uh... Devontae Smith, man. I just feel like he's just a pro's pro. 
Um, he's low key. He gets the job done. He's not flashy at all. You know, he kind he kind of reminds me of Marvin Harrison a little bit. Um, just that long frame, that lengthy frame. Um, a guy that's just so fundamentally, so technically sound. You know, sure he may not be he may not be as explosive as his counterpart Jalen Waddle, right? You know, they, I think they both have two different styles in terms of how they approach the wide receiver position. Um, um, Jalen Waddle's more of the the yak guy, the sparky, the you know, the spark plug, the you know, the 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 the, the, the quick change in direction, the, the explosion, right? Um, more stout, and then Devontae Smith, he's more of the more technically sound route runner. Footwork is tremendous. Sideline work is tremendous. Um, hands like glue. Um, again, not flashy at all, but Devontae, man, he like like you said, he arguably had one of his best games of his career, and you know, a, a game that comes close to me or a game that I probably would trump over that because of the flashy plays of it all is maybe that Washington game earlier this year. That game, he had so many big catches, so many high, so so many big moments, so many highlight reels, highlight reel-worthy plays. You know, I feel like those two games go neck and neck. Maybe people will put the Dallas Cowboys game above that because of the gravity of the matchup. But, man, he made so many big catches in big spots, third downs, and um, especially on that final drive with Gardner Minshew, he just – he just came to ball. And, you know, I think it's about time Devontae Smith starts getting, you know, talked about as if he is underborn because I honestly believe he is. Yeah, you and I both. And shame on me. I should have been uh, giving him more props all week long. And he may be the guy who helps get them. He's, he's the not top. flashy, Jody. I, it's, it's, it's totally understandable. He's not a flashy guy at all. He doesn't talk too much. He just goes in with his lunch pail, get the job done, and lays low. Yeah, but uh, you talked about your bromance with him. Mine started at Alabama. I was talking. <laughs> when he was still a Crimson Tide guy and won the Heisman Trophy when I said he was the best wide receiver Alabama had the year before when they had Judy and all those other guys. I said, I'll take Devontae Smith over any of them, including Waddle. Wow. So my, my appreciation of Devontae Smith has gone back a long time, and I've been shortchanging him this week, so shame on me. All right, uh, we will not shortchange our next guest. We're going to give him his full 20, 25 minutes with us. Very much looking forward to talking to him. The host of the Jacob Media Philadelphia Eagles postgame show, usually from down the ocean this past week, home studios. He got to take it easy. So we're going to make him jump on his home studio again. Uh, Mike Missanelli is going to join us next here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. That's why we're bringing him on board with us today from the Jacob Media Eagles post-game show. Uh, Mike Missanelli jumps in with us here on Birds 365. Michael, hope you had a yeah, happy holiday. Thanks for jumping in. Yes, and you two guys as well. Good to join you this morning. Our pleasure. Um, Saints this week. Andy Dalton, career lifetime against the Eagles 3-0. and And people are just dismissing the Saints' chances. Should we be? Um, yeah, (laughs) I, you know, I I don't think the Saints uh, uh, had the power to to go up and down with this team for an an, an entire game, but then you got this quarterback situation, Jody. It's, it's really interesting. I think the okie doke is on, uh, because they made it clear to the world that he practiced yesterday, Jalen. And, um, I just think it's for cosmetic reasons. I think that they're trying to, you know, fool the Saints a little bit and having to prepare for both quarterbacks. One is completely different than the other. Uh, and I don't think he will play. Uh, but I think Minshew can win the game uh, by himself against this team. And they survive it and they move on. And, you know, my only problem at that point is Jalen Hurts won't have, will have four weeks of inactivity and you know, play the first game probably against the Cowboys at home with maybe a little rust. I mean, that's my only concern. I, I just don't think they're going to risk playing him this weekend. Yeah, um, I would tend to agree with you, Mike. Um, first things first, good morning. Uh, welcome to the show. You know, since we're on this Jalen Hurts topic about how the injury may or could be handled, how do you think the injury should be handled? Um, should they rest him all the way into the playoffs? Should they, um, you know, lock up this game today with the New Orleans Saints to throw him in there? Should Minshew start the day and then then potentially they throw Jalen Hurts in that final game against the Giants for maybe a series or two or a quarter? How would you handle this if you were the one? You know, it's a, it's a really good question, Tone, and there's no easy answer to it because um, I don't think he's ready to play this week. So they're going to have to count on Minshew. If Minshew loses to the Saints, I don't think there's any question you have to play Hurts in that last game for a couple of reasons. Number one, you need the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, I think you can, you know, ease him back into play. I, I don't like that inactivity thing. So, you know, in a backwards way, it almost would work out better for the Eagles if they had to win that last game against the Giants with Hurts playing 
healed and give them a little momentum going into the playoffs. But again, it's a precarious situation where a lot of things can go, go wrong and go bad with that. Uh, I don't know. Is, is there an easy answer to this? It's a, it's a very strange situation. You, you can hope that Minshew beats the Saints, but if he doesn't, then what? Then we have uh, more avenues and angles to look at going forward. You're exactly right. All right, Mike, I got to get you on the record on this one because I've been dismissed by others. Uh, but I, I've always appreciated you as an outside-the-box thinker. I trotted this out there two days ago. And what transpired yesterday with Jalen partially practicing at least kept it going for the possibility on Sunday. Give me the percentage chance, as small as it may be, that Gardner Minshew starts, but Jalen Hurts is activated. And he's on the bench, maybe even third quarterback. You give up one of your defensive linemen. They dress 11 every week. Can they get by with 10 for one week? Yeah, sorry about that, Milton Williams. If he's got a sit <laughs> so they can dress three quarterbacks. The Jalen is in there just for, in case of emergency, break glass. That you tell him ahead of time, the, the, the plan is to not play you. But in case there's an emergency and Gardner goes down or we're losing in the third quarter, we may put you in there, Jalen. Any chance that that's the Eagles line? Of thinking uh, yeah, I, I think there could be a chance. I mean, that's really outside the box thinking for the coaching <laughs> staff. I think if they decide that he's not ready to play, I don't think that they would even entertain that notion to be tempted to put him in if Minshew struggles through like to the first half and they and they trot him out to – to start the second half. I, I don't, I don't think they want to do that. I think if they make a decision, he can't, he can't play, then he can't play in the first half or the second half. So I would be very shocked to see that happen. But then again, that would give the saints a little something to think about, right? In, in mid flight. I don't know. It, I, as the game is, you're getting the inactives before they get coach looks. Oh shoot. Hurts is active. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is Sirianni that crafty? Or is he more of a conventional, no, 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 I'm not going to put my player at risk type of guy? I don't no, know. It's a great I, question. I, there's a lot There's a lot. Right, of so history. here's the follow-up question, um, because certainly John and I feel the same on this one. We don't. We think Sirianni is down the list of those who are deciding whether Jalen Hurts is going to play or not. He, like how he won, the team doctor too. Hurts his mama three, and then maybe Sirianni, like fourth, gets to chime in on what uh, Jalen's capabilities of are. Do you think he's got that much pull in that circle of deciding um, whether he plays or not? You know, you you raise a good point, but it, like I'll take it from if Howie has influence here, Howie's going. Why would I put that quarterback at risk when I myself was the idea behind Minshew being able to win games, and I signed him. So, so I, I believe that he would look at it that way. Like that, Mitch is my guy and I signed him for a reason. And you're going to see because he's going to beat the Saints. Well, hmm. both Hurts and Minshew are Howie's guys. He, he can take credit for both of those two guys. Yeah, yeah but he's protecting – he's got to protect Hurts now because he sees that that Hurts is his franchise guy and, and Minshew's a throwaway. He's not going to be there next season. So he, he can throw Minshew in there and say, see how smart I am? I just won with Minshew. Thank you very much, Gardner. Here's uh, some parting gifts. <laughs> Hopefully one of those parting gifts is uh, a Super Bowl ring. Uh, but let's uh, let's 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 talk about the, uh, the the defensive side of the ball, Mike. Um, you know, Dak Prescott, he put a hurting on this Eagles secondary um, in this game this past week on Christmas Eve. And it wasn't necessarily the, their best performance. Um, guys went down, injuries happened, so on and so forth. 
Um, but now there's a narrative surrounding this Philadelphia Eagles team, and maybe it's not a new narrative. It's been around, I'm pretty sure. Um, people question if this Eagles defense is capable of handling top-tier quarterback play. And I'm of the mindset of, well, name me a defense that can go 10 for 10 against any elite quarterback. You know, this is a quarterback-driven league. You know, this league is designed around the offense being successful. And like John McMillan always says, good offense trumps good defense nine times out of 10. So I guess my question for you is, do you think this Eagles defense is ready and prepared to go up against the top-tier quarterbacks that they may face in the playoffs? So um, you're going, right, uh, Tony. You're going beyond uh, the uh, Andy Dalton is not a top. No, 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 no. I'm, let me make it clear. I'm, I'm, I'm foreshadowing, right? I'm talking yeah. about once they get to this Super Bowl, right? The Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows of the world, those, those kind of guys. And look, even if you, even if you may not feel this way, Kirk Cousins is playing okay this year. You know what I mean? Dak Prescott is playing okay. So I, I'm just curious to know what's, what's your confidence in this Eagles defense when it comes to going against above average. Uh, quarterbacks it's an unknown they, I mean it really is an unknown I mean uh you're right that Dak had success against something he's going to have to have success uh, in Lincoln financial field uh, if if he beats the Eagles um San Francisco I mean you know I, they, they're uh probably the most ferocious team they're going to face and that's not really a quarterback driven team like their defense holds up uh, in Lincoln Financial Field, that's the team I'm most worried about, rather than whether they can beat a good quarterback. If they if they get to the great quarterback, it's going to be in the Super Bowl. So it's either going to be Josh Allen or Mahomes, and and I don't think we have we'll have an answer to that question. Right now, they're kind of leaking, and uh, you know, Andy Dalton is not a great player, but he has somehow undefeated against the Eagles. Uh, Darius Slay is worrying me. He's had two bad games in a row. And, um, you know, they got the injury of Maddox. And, and I don't think C.J. Garner-Johnson is going to be ready to play. Is he? Is he gonna, you know, are they going to play him in that slot to compensate for Maddox? Uh, because, you know, relying on Josiah Scott ha- ha- is, is worrying me a little bit. I mean, I w- I'm worried about this game because it's so many dominoes that can fall uh, with this game. If, if they win with Minshew, then their problems are solved, except for that big problem down the road where they're going to throw – the starting quarterback in with a lot of rust. Quick, quick, quick follow up, Jody. Really quick. You brought up Darius Slay and Josiah Scott, and Darius Slay was on the record, maybe not blatantly throwing Josiah Scott under the bus, but let's be honest, we all know what he did there. He kind of tried to, you know, he he did the classic CYA, right, covering your own ass. And um, you know, I wasn't truly, I wasn't really a fan of it. Um, but I'm curious to know what was your perspective on Darius Slay handling that situation the way he did because we're going to see another we're going to have another Josiah Scott signing. It's 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 going to happen. I think Darius has gotten so caught up with the fact that he's uh, uh, like the the greatest great player that they have back there that he can't allow for mistakes. And it probably was Scott's fault. You look at the play. Apparently Scott was supposed to have that kind of coverage. He didn't recognize it until it was too late. But you have to protect those young guys, right? The confidence factor. Yeah, this play was the trail guy. Now you're right. He and but earlier in the game, he he got a uh, he got a holding on uh, uh, defensive interference on uh, yeah on 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 Ty also. So, uh, but the, the last game he wasn't sharp either. So I don't know if he thinks a little too much of himself right now, and uh, he thinks it's going to magically happen because he's a great player or. Uh, but I, I expect that he'll rebound from that because he, he is a good player. But he, and his play has, you know, has come down a little bit over the last couple of weeks. It's a worry. He's their best player back there. And Bradbury got okie dug too 
on that one play for, for a touchdown. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a little cracked right now. But against this team, like if, if this team could put a little heat on them, then we would – I'd uh, have a little bit more worry. But Andy Dalton's not going to not gonna dazzle them in this game. Nor do I believe that's going to be the case. And I think Slay's actually sitting on a big game. And we'll all be singing his praises mm-hmm. this week after. Rightfully question him the way the tone just did. Yep. I Tone brought up preparation. Yes. You have to cure my curiosity here. I have uh, a, a preparation question. Mike Missinelli leaves Shea Missinelli and heads down to Ocean. You get there whenever you get there, hour before kickoff, just as the ball's being kicked off, halftime, whatever. I don't know. I don't need to know. But when you do, do you sit next to Seth Joyner? Or do yes. you want to be on the other side of the building, away from Seth Joyner, getting ready for the game? How does Mike Missinelli <laughs> prep in relation to his angry uh, cohort on the post-game show, Seth Joyner? Uh, I sit next to him. Tony will tell you the setup. We have these two lounge chairs. I sit in one to the right. He sits in one to the left. Derek Gunn sits on the sofa, and, and Devin sits on the end of the sofa when, when she joins the crew. Uh, most of the time, his observations are really interesting. Like he'll call something on a coverage that, that we haven't seen, and, and so you learn from him a lot. But then, like you know, his whole thing this year, and he softened a little bit. He softened because they're obviously their defensive numbers are – pretty significant uh and it, from the beginning of season to now like his whole thing was you got to put more pressure on the quarterback and put more pressure on the quarterback. well the fact is they've done that with a four-man rush most of the time and they just they allow the their NFL sacks and they're opening up a widening lead yeah and, and so he's he's been kind of quiet uh, on gannon but you know you have to know seth to know that jonathan gannon as the cerebral nouveau the young uh, defensive coordinator whose picture is like, uh, I always look at Jonathan Gannon and guys like that as the, when you go in a Hallmark store and there's this stock picture of the, or with the picture frame, like that's the Jonathan Gannon type that they hire in the NFL now. <laughs> so, so uh, that's not, that's not Seth's type of guy. Seth's type of guy is the brash balls out, bloody Ryan, Jim Johnson type of thing. And so you have to allow for that. I mean, that was his error. That's what, that's what he grew up with, with how football should be. So, most of the time, we just kind of smile at him and go, but Seth, look how our defense is ranked. But but I learned a lot from him because he calls stuff, you know, prior to the snap and, and this is going to happen. And, uh, you know, he really comes at it from a football player's view, a, a trained football player, coach football player's view. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about this coaching staff. You know, you brought him up. Uh, you know, Seth always gives Jonathan Gannon a lot of hell. And um, it's it, it's one it's one of the funniest things to listen to to be to be quite honest with you. But you know, despite this thirteen and two record, this coaching staff doesn't have any experience in you know dealing with a deep playoff run. And I guess my question for you is, you know, do you believe they have what it takes to coach this team and push all the right buttons at the right time during this run? We remember what Doug Peterson and his staff did. They were. They they were synonymous, you know. They were in sync. They were just pushing all the right buttons at the right time, especially in that Super Bowl with the Philly Special, so on and so forth. Understanding the complexion of a game, understanding the identity of a game, and the pulse of a game, right? Do you think this coaching staff has enough intuition, has enough experience, or has they had? What are they showing you to give you any confidence I, I, in, in, in the playoffs? I think they've been amazing. Uh, they've had an answer for everything the opponent does, and it's clear to me they're the best team in the uh, NFC. 
And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the coaching staff keeping them because you know in this in this league you see so many performances from a good team that they just play down to somebody's competition and they wind up losing a game. This team has always had the answer on what they need. If some team presses them, they, they always have the answer on what to do. They always counter. I think that's really good leadership and it's good coaching. It's a good game plan and it's quarterback making good plays. Uh, uh, I ha- Listen, if, if we're projecting like a game against the 49ers in the NFC Championship, and if they get – past that to get to the Super Bowl against Buffalo or Kansas City, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just – I don't have enough knowledge. What I know is that they're the best team in the NFC. It's going to take a hell of an effort, defensive effort from San Francisco to beat them here to get to the Super Bowl. I fully expect them to get to the Super Bowl. And if they don't, it would be disappointing. And then we would see maybe some fallacies in their coaching ranks that they weren't ready for the moment. But uh, right now, I, I would expect they would not be a favorite against Kansas City or Buffalo. Uh, and I'm okay with that because sometimes teams are better than your team. And uh, that's the way I would feel about it. Uh, but I, I would be very disappointed if they didn't get through the NFC. And, and I, I, I can't sit here and complain at all about their coaching staff. Uh, you know, maybe special teams early in the year was, was a complaint. I think they buttoned that up a little bit better. Uh, so, you know, what am I complaining about? Right. Like right now, it's just the uncertainty of the quarterback situation and how they're going to finish this season. Uh, it's a little bit of the secondary because uh, because of their their injuries and how they're going to have to compensate for that. Uh, but I still think that they're the best team in the NFC. And I, I, I I'm curious to know, I, I throw you throw it to you guys. San Francisco comes in here. The Eagles would have to be the favorite. Right. Mm, yes today if you're asking me to make a line yeah. today i'd have to make the eagles as a favorite brock purdy has three more games like the last three games he had and i, I might have to reevaluate that but today yeah eagles are the favorite against the 49ers all right mikey i'm gonna take you over to the afc that potential super bowl opponent my tongue is only partially implanted in cheek here what if it's dougie p the Ooh. Jaguars are in position to make the playoffs. All I got to do is beat that Tennessee team that I watched last night. Yeah, Joshua Dobbs, nice story. Kid loves aeronautics. Comes in after only eight days. It's better than this, uh, the first-round draft pick they made, but that's not saying much. He couldn't even throw for 100 yards. Um, I think they're going to beat Tennessee in two weeks, which means they're going to make the playoffs, which means they're going to get a home game because they're a divisional winner. What if Dougie P is standing there on the other sidelines in Arizona? How are the Eagles going to handle that, Miss Ellie? <laughs> Dougie P has no shot to get into that game. Come <laughs> on, oh, Jody. Stop with that. Well, I thought you were going to go with the Lawrence other. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, Mike. No, stop. They're not getting anywhere. Well, I thought you were going to go with the other scenario that everybody's talking about now, which is that, of course, the Wentz rescues the commanders. They beat the Vikings. And then the first game is oh, Wentz at Lincoln Financial Field against the Eagles. That's where I thought you were going to go with it. Now, that, that would be interesting. Wentz would get pummeled uh, in, in that game, but that would be a, kind of an interesting scenario, right? The Vikings are, like, so flimsy. They, you know, I, they're just such a survivor team. It wouldn't surprise me if the Commanders could win that game. But, uh, you know, this Wentz thing is uh, – it, it, it's very ironic that he's coming back now to rescue the Commanders. It is. It's it's um it's honestly hilarious. Uh, he, he's a guy, in my opinion, that's just falling from grace – tremendously and i i don't see any way of climbing back you know we talk about teams who have so many quirks about them that it's kind of hard to believe in them but at times it seems like the eagles own fan base 
they struggle to be all in, you know, at times. And, you know, you've covered this game. You've covered this team. You've covered this fan base for a long time, Mike. And I have to get your perspective on this. You know, why, why does it always seem like this fan base, this city is always waiting for the one shoe to drop when it comes to this Philadelphia Eagles team? Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with that. I don't know if it applies to this team, though. I think I think that the majority of people really uh, appreciate this team and think they're pretty good. Uh, but in general, the sky is falling mentality is uh, a classic Philadelphia thing. That I, I tell them, I spent like 25 years trying to turn that around, and I, and I, really, I was unsuccessful uh, doing it on a daily basis. Like the, I, I don't understand the insecurity of people. Well, we know when a team's good, when a team's not. Right? Uh, this team's pretty good. I think most of the people that follow this team know they're pretty good, and they look at the rest of the league and they say, "Well, who's better than them in the NFC? They must be the best team in the NFC." So I think that that. Um, uh, is is what the prevailing attitude is this year. But you know why we do this. this there's been so many disappointments. There's been so many bleak years. We're a major market, and we expect that we should be. Uh, it, it's like it's like me. I, I suffer with the Penn State thing that way. It's like, um, you know, Penn State's a good program, and people seem to be satisfied. They're not as good as Ohio State and Michigan. And it makes me nuts, right? So, But I know they're not as good as Ohio State and Michigan, so I don't get devastated. When that happens. So uh, I think uh, we're just a little bit of an insecure fan base because of stuff that has happened in the past that we don't recognize sometimes that maybe we're just not good enough in a certain thing. We, we, we accepted the Phillies thing, right? The Phillies lose to the Astros. Most of the fans in this town were resolute about, well, you know what? The Astros are probably better. So it wasn't as much of a, a heartbreak. Uh, and if, if the Eagles lose the Super Bowl, to Buffalo or Kansas City, I think most people be realistic to think, man, you know what? We probably weren't as good uh, as those two teams, but we just need a little more and we will be. That's an intriguing thought. Let's just hope we get there so we can have it at that time, the debate thereafter leading up to. And yeah, then well, it's funny, the national, uh, the, I think people here are really ticked off at, at the national perception, even though they might believe mm, the point. same thing. They're like they hate the net. Like for instance, the ESPN and their power rankings. Oh, their stupid been, computer rankings. Yeah, they they they've been tweaking Philadelphia all year long. I'm uh, convinced Jerry Jones has a stake in ESPN somewhere. Yeah, I'm telling it, you. But, but this week the Eagles are two. You know, the athletic counters by making the Eagles four to power rankings that they fought the Cincinnati Bengals ahead of the Eagles. Now the Bengals are a nice team. They've come along. They shouldn't be ranked ahead of the Eagles as far as power rankings go. So that's the kind of thing to get this provinciality that we have that we're never taken seriously. Those kind of things matter more than actually not believing in our team. And shame on us for even listening because power rankings mean zero. At least in college football, they mean something because it's subjectively decided who gets the four team spots to play for the playoffs. They have the standings in the NFL, which decides everything. So shame on us for giving it as much thought and as uh, getting as invested in it as we do. And I'm guilty as charged as everybody else. Uh, by the way, the quarterback that the Eagles desperately wanted is going to beat the quarterback that they dismissed this week. Deshaun Watson goes into Washington and beats Carson Wentz, which will throw everything in even more of a tizzy, which will be fun for all of us. Yeah, you think about. that's going to happen? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. He, he, he played okay coming in for Taylor Heineke. Look at the numbers after they and basically the same thing. They panicked by taking Taylor Heineke out. Yeah, I think Ron Rivera. I, I got a sheet ahead of me because I make picks every week on, on my podcast on a Thursday. And I wrote that game down. Commanders uh, minus two and a half. And uh, and then I realized Wentz was coming back. And I, and I, I you said there's like a 
there's like a pen mark right through that game. I just <laughs> I, I took that game right out of consideration. Very good. Smart on your part. All right. Uh, this week against the Saints, we talked about uh, Dalton. Kamara hasn't practiced the last two days, but it's been an illness, so we expect him to play. Chris Olavi is a question mark. How many points are Saints going to score against this defense? Now, his defense just got chewed up and spit out by Dak Prescott to the tune of 40 points last week. But we know they're better than that. It's one of those guys, you chalk it up. How much better? How much of a rebound effort does the defense get against a uh, Saints offense, which doesn't have a lot of weapons? Um, yeah, I think the defense will be good against this team. I, I don't think the Saints are going to score a lot of points. However, I, I – I wonder how many points the Eagles can score here because the Saints have this weird uh, statistic where they're really good, one of the tops in the league against teams who get into the red zone. Uh, so I, I don't really know what that means. I mean, they they hold a 48% scoring percentage or something, which would surprise me. But uh, listen, if Kamara is not going crazy and, and he had uh, – uh, they're 5-1 and one when, when he rushes for uh, – a hundred when the, when the team rushes for 130 yards or something like that. So Taysom Hill's been getting some carries, all that stuff. Uh, they would have to do that. I mean, to, to give a, have a fighting chance in this game, because I don't think Andy Dalton uh, with his weapons uh, has enough to beat the Eagles down the field. So it's the, it's the same template that uh, the teams that try to do it against the Eagles control the, the clock, run the ball, keep the Eagles offense off the board. Um, but I don't think this team has that kind of firepower. So, you know, I look at the Eagles like a 27-13 piece. Yeah, you know, it's, the only way people can beat the Philadelphia Eagles, the only way teams can beat the Philadelphia Eagles is if the Philadelphia Eagles beat themselves, and is that, and that's if they turn the ball over, right? And two players who have directly contributed to turnovers who are currently in the doghouse right now are Quez Watkins and Miles Sanders. And, you know, those two guys truly, truly need to have a bounce-back week. Miles Sanders probably more likely has a chance of doing that because he's the main running back. Quez Watkins maybe not so much because he's wide receiver three. But this question more so is for Quez Watkins. You know, should the Eagles consider giving Zach Pascal more more reps over Quez because Quez has shown an inability to be a disciplined route runner? If you ask me, and this isn't a Quez Watkins bashing session, but you know, Quez Watkins. You know, we, I, I watch him and I see a guy who rounds off his routes. I see a guy who doesn't play the position strongly. I see a guy who doesn't catch. I see a guy who doesn't attack the ball. Um, I'm curious to know what your perspective on Quez Watkins, and maybe you could throw in your perspective on Miles Sanders and his bounce back as well. Yeah, you're right about Quez Watkins. I mean, last week we saw that he he wasn't he wasn't tough enough on, on a couple uh, of throws, and he's going to have to get tough. And and maybe the coaching staff looks at that and says we can't afford that. Now he is option three, and he can make some big plays. So they got to balance that. Uh, against what Pascal brings them, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make that that kind of a move. Uh, he, he's going to have to learn to get tougher. I mean, that's the one thing about Quez Watkins; he's going to have to learn to catch tougher and get his hands tougher and, and his body. I mean, the way AJ Brown shields that, he's not as big as AJ Brown, but he's got to use his body more to get tougher to make those catches. Miles Sanders worries me because he was a fumbler at one point, and uh, that was a knock on him, especially when he was at Penn State. Even though he was dynamic. Uh, I worry about running backs that fumble in a couple straight games, whether that's in their head again and whether now they, they you know, they, I can't fumble, I can't fumble, I can't fumble. When you do that, you kind of play pr- more protective and you're more likely to fumble. That's the way I've always looked at it. So, yeah, I'm concerned about that. I think this has to be a bounce back week. I think we get plenty of opportunities. The Saints aren't good against the run. I would expect that they would, with Minshew, they would run right at him a little more. So we'll see. All right, Mike, two-part question. 
Eagles versus Giants next week. This week's results are what they are, and you can project and predict, or you can just let them be. Eagles versus Giants next week. The starting quarterback for the New York Giants is who? Oh, you don't think that they'll play the Jones? If they win tomorrow or they win on Sunday, they lock up a playoff spot. They can't get any higher. They can't go any lower. They win, they're in, and there's really not a whole hell of a lot to play for in week number 18. Who's their starting quarterback? I think they'd still start Joe's and maybe have a, 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 a like, playing for a half. Um, you, you, I, you know, I, I don't really – I haven't given that much thought because I think I think if the Eagles lose, that Jalen Hurts is going to have to play against the Giants. So I, I don't know. Uh, I would think that they would start Joe's just to keep it going. You okay. know, um, the, the reason why I bring it up because you were on the air at the time uh, on the fanatic. You remember how nuts Giants fans were? How dare Dougie P put Nate Sudfeld into the game with playoffs on the line? Blah blah blah. Yeah. If the Eagles lose this week. And Tyrod Taylor is the Giants' backup quarterback. And he starts with the possibility that the Cowboys could win it all and more than Minnesota and or San Francisco. How dare you go to your backups? The integrity of the National Football League. That's all we heard from Giant fans, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was shoving back in their face. I hadn't really thought about that angle. I'm glad you brought that up because now I have to pay attention to that angle. There you go. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Mikey Miss, we pay attention to you on the post-game show every single week. Uh, Please give uh, D-Gun – well, I know Tone can, but I'm asking you to do so. It comes from (laughs) you. It means a little bit more. Tell uh, D-Gun, Seth, and uh, Devin that uh, I send my regards. I'm going to bring uh, Seth a, a nice bottle of bourbon. He's a bourbon connoisseur. So, uh, you know, maybe I can give, give him a sip to calm him down. For, for <laughs> Good luck with that. Mike, thanks. We appreciate you jumping in, big guy. All right, guys. Thank you. Mike Missinelli, host of the Jacob Media Eagles postgame show right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, usually live from Oceans. You'll be down at Oceans on Sunday, right, Tom? Yes, sir. Yes, he will. That's, 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 the, that's uh, the plan. That's, that's the plan. On, yeah. All right, we'll roll on. We've still got uh, predictions to go. I'm looking forward to seeing the way Tone uh, sees this game between the Eagles and the Saints playing out. We'll come back and uh, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Coming down the home stretch here, Birds 365, going in for Johnny Mack. He had to go off early to uh, Eaglesdom to uh, potentially get some inside information from the coach. You know how it works. Uh, big practice today for the Eagles because we assume that Jalen Hurts is going to be part of it. To what extent is the key aspect? If he's not part of it at all, oops, they just got him out there to run around. Maybe he hurt his shoulder again. Who the hell knows? Uh, so I'd be surprised if he, he is not part of practice today. Is it full practice? Yesterday he was listed as limited. If he goes full, then we're in full-blown speculation mode as to whether he's going to start or not start. Is he limited again? Still practicing, but limited. We'll read into that, whatever we need to read into that. Uh, so uh, keep it here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. John will probably be jump, jumping in with Tone or somebody to give updates on uh, the shows the rest of the uh, day, uh, be it the uh, Sports Take and or Cilio show uh, later. All right. Uh, need you on the record, uh, Mr. DeShields. I will, for those just tuning in, tell you that John McMullen picked the Eagles 27 to 16. Mike Missinelli just picked number. the Eagles 27 to 13. Tone to Shields picks the Philadelphia Eagles, or does he pick the New Orleans Saints? Oh my God, what a story! That would be Tone picking the Saints to pull the upset. Eagles Saints on Sunday. Where you at, Tone? I don't think I've ever picked against the Eagles before. I don't think. Actually, I have. I take that back. I have twice, and I got one right last week. Cowboys close game. People were all ticked off at me here on the stream. How dare you pick the Cowboys? My job is to try and kind of be right. And yeah, I thought it'd be a close game, and it would go the home team's way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak what John uh, gave you. Got, John gave you what 2716, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak that a little bit. I'm gonna go 2817 Eagles. 2817 Eagles. All right, so registered. All right, uh, so you picked the Eagles. John picked the Eagles. Mike picked the Eagles. You're sure was gonna pick the Eagles too. But I think it's going to be closer than that. The spread is seven. It first opened up at, I forget what it opened up at, but it went to six and a half. It was below six, went to six and a half, has now officially gone to seven. If Jalen gets denied, it will go above seven. But 
I don't think we're going to find that out until Saturday. So feel free to go ahead and get your action in. Um, I actually think the Eagles could be losing in this game into the second half. Interesting. That, uh, somewhere with about eight or nine minutes left in the second, maybe the Saints get the um, Eagles lose the coin flip, which means they don't get to defer and and put the Saints on offense first and get the ball to start the second half. No, Saints win the coin flip. They defer, which means the Eagles have to go on offense first. And then the Saints start of the second half, get the ball, and actually go down and score against the Eagles defense uh, going into the second half to put themselves up 17-16. Hmm. Gardner Minshew will get the job done. He will drive them down the field. He'll get the touchdown, maybe even a two-point conversion if necessary. Um, I'm going to – we're all on a relative low-scoring base. No one thinks this is – the Eagles are going to uh, over 30. I'm not either. I'm going to call it 24-17 Eagles. I do not think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. That's reasonable. I think will win because they just have a better team, even without Lane Johnson, even without Jalen Hurts. They're a better team than the Saints at home, rowdy crowd down at the link. I think that will help lift the Eagles to victory, but I think it's going to be around 24-17. I think it's going to be close. I like that, Jim. I like that, Jody. That's a good number. We'll see if it works out. We're all on the Eagles. If the Saints win, we've all got some mea culpas to put forward on Monday. Uh, right. We'll see how easily the Eagles win on Sunday. All right, good job by you filling in for Johnny Mack. We got the the playbook, football playbook coming up next. Uh, Tom be hanging around with Sarah Tella as well. So keep it right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget the post-game show on Sunday with our boy Mikey Mitz and Seth and D-Gun. And, uh, Devin smash and that Bell. like button, you guys. Don't forget that. Hit the like button on the way out the door. Uh, I know you don't like me, but you can go ahead and like Tone. <laughs> He's a good dude, so hit that like button before you get out of here. Uh, it should be fun watching the birds. We'll be back here on Birds 365 to start 2023. Yes, let me, for everyone at Jacob Media, even though they probably don't want me doing it, uh, but I'm going to take the opportunity to do so it, anyway. We want to wish everybody a very happy new year. And thank you very much for 2022. We got a whole bunch of, not, not, not as many likes as we would like, but it does register every time you punch the show up. So thank you very much for tuning in, streaming in as often as you did in 2022. We plan on even doing it better for you in 2023. Happy new year, everybody. Go Birds. Uh, be back here Monday on Birds 365. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. 
Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! There it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.